Welcome to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. Are you trying to master the game of life without success? There are secrets and strategies to living your best life. We'll share some of them with you on today's show. Take advantage of this series to become an expert at relationships. All relationships. It's time to live the life that you deserve to live. Now, here's your host, Sandra Reich. Hi, and welcome to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich, a show that talks about living your best life. So over the years, we've talked about things from anxiety, depression, love life, um, affairs, all sorts of different things. And um, I thought today it might be a great idea um, to invite back Georgia Dow, a regular guest on Straight Talk, Uh, She's not here yet, but I'll start the show without her to discuss strategies to face life's challenges, because most of the topics that we talk about are like they're in and itself, you know, what to do if you're in a difficult relationship, what to do if you're suffering anxiety, what to do if you can't sleep. But what about the fact that affect what about the issues that affect us all every day, which is that you never really know when the shoe is going to drop and in life shoes drop. So you know what I'm talking about. You come home, you open up a bill from the government, and you find out that you owe $75,000. Or um, you come home and your partner says they don't love you anymore. Or, God forbid, you go to a doctor and you get a diagnosis. Um, Or you lose your job. There's layoffs at your jobs. What do you do? How do you handle these situations? There are strategies, and this show is all about strategies. So, first of all, if you want to join the conversation, call in at 1-866-472-5792. We'll be happy to take your questions on different situations. Or if you're shy and prefer not to call in, you can join the conversation on Facebook at Straight Talk Sandra Reich. Or you can send an email to info at helpforanxietydepression.com. So I think we have an idea about the difficult situations that show up for people. There's like no end of difficult situations. I remember reading when I was younger um, in a book that there's an equal amount of pain for all people. And I thought that was really odd at the time because, you know, how can you say there's an equal amount of pain for all people when some people lose their parents when they're very young or uh, suffer incredible challenges even in childhood compared to someone who, you know, seems to have both parents and everything's in place. As an older person now, what I've come to realize is that's oversimplifying the saying. What happens is life has lots of pain in it and lots of challenges, death and loss and disappointments and hurt. And unfortunately, it comes and gets every one of us, not always in the same way, not at the same times, but we all face life's challenges. Um, Another famous saying is that nothing changes except for death and taxes. I think that's fair. Um, Earlier today, I was driving um, around uh, town and I drove by the house that I grew up in. I happened to be in that area of town. And I swear to God, I could blink my eyes and picture my mother in the kitchen and my father in the yard and me and my sister fighting. And yet my mom is not alive. My dad's not alive. And obviously, my sister and I are out on our own. So when did that happen? Life happens. Okay, so that's an idea of all, you know, how life is ever changing and how do you cope with these changes because most of us are creatures of habit and we don't love change. 
So I wanted to break it down today, and we'll have, as I said, Georgia Dow joining us shortly, and she'll give her input on strategies to deal with difficult situations. And I'm going to give you strategy number one right now. And you might want to write this down because it is important that you know what to do if today was your day that you got a difficult situation. So my first strategy in difficult situations is to take, and I know this sounds ridiculously simple, but it's not, is to take a breath. Now, why do I say it sounds ridiculously simple is because if somebody just told you, um, I don't know, a diagnosis or um, you've lost your job, your natural inclination is not going to be to breathe. So I'm asking you to remember this and to take a deep breath. And when I say a deep breath, it's a diaphragmic breath. So that means you inhale through your nostrils down into your stomach, pushing your stomach out. Now, why is this so important? It's so important. I can't even tell you. Is that when we get bad news, our sympathetic nervous system gets triggered because we feel like, oh my God, I'm in big trouble. And when we take a deep breath, in the way that I'm describing, through your nostrils, into your diaphragm, pushing your stomach out in, and a nice long exhale through your mouth, you turn on the opposing nervous system, the system that's calm. Now, you might be thinking, well, how am I supposed to be calm if I get bad news like that? Well, the thing is that you actually, that's probably the most important time in your life to be calm because the other thing that the sympathetic nervous system does, and this is quite fascinating, is it shuts down your neocortex, which is the new part of the brain, which is, you know, the logical thinking, what do I do in this situation? And it goes into the old animalistic part of our brain, limbic system, which really just is not thinking clearly. It just thinks of fight or flight. And fight or flight is not necessarily going to help you in a situation. Your boss says, you know, we're laying off people, punching them in the face, not necessarily your best strategy. Okay. So we want to be able to breathe. I said one breath, but if you could do 10 breaths like that, it'd be even more powerful. Sometimes somebody is looking right at you. You don't have time. So if you can just give yourself a few seconds to catch your breath and to go into a diaphragmic breathing and to not necessarily react, which is actually strategy number two, is we tend to be reactive. We find out something and we become irate, we react, we want to punch someone, we start screaming, uh, we run away, we say something hurtful. None of these lead to good results. So the breathing leads into not being reactive, and the not being reactive leads into options. So let's keep working with a situation, you know, you're at work, your boss says that maybe not he's not going to lay you off or she's going to lay off, but maybe you're going to be demoted. And you don't take the breath, you become reactive, you say some choice swear words to your boss, what happens next? Now you're out of a job. As opposed to strategy one and two, and I've got way more than that, which is you take a breath, you calm your nervous system, you maybe even go to the bathroom to do a few more breaths. Instead of being reactive, you talk to your boss and you go, well, you know, help me understand why this is happening and is there anything I can do to change it? Now, that takes a certain amount of skill and that skill can be learned and that skill can be learned by practicing it daily. So even during this show right now, you know, maybe we could all take a breath together. I'll do it with you. Like an inhale through the nostrils like this. 
into the belly, and then a nice long exhale. If you're doing it right, it feels really nice. Being reactive, how has it helped in your life? How many people listening to the show right now? We have listeners all over the world. How many people would call themselves reactive? I'll tell you, I definitely used to be very, very reactive. No doubt about it. And my life would sometimes go in yo-yos because I'd be happy, I'd be upset. Being um, a little bit more detached and not reactive allows me to deal with life situations a lot easier, a lot easier. But it is a muscle. You have to picture going to the gym. I didn't become less reactive because I heard a radio show say less, be less reactive. I had to really work that muscle. So what did I do is I took that breath every time a situation would happen and I wanted to react. I said, hold on, Sandra, let's wait a minute. So again, you're breathing, you're teaching yourself not to be reactive. So one of the things you can say to yourself to not be reactive is, you know, those some of those adages that people say, this too shall pass, this too shall pass, things like this happen, I'll get through this, I'm, I'm here, and so on and so forth. Now, the timing is beautiful because as I've been mentioning, I brought in the amazing and brilliant Georgia Dow to add her input on this topic. Actually, her and I were talking one day about life's challenges, and that's how we came up with this idea. Uh, Georgia said, why don't we do a radio show about facing life's challenges? And because, you know, I was saying, Georgia, Georgia's arrived. Uh, We'll welcome her in a moment. I was saying that there are, well, maybe I'll start with welcome. Welcome, Georgia. Thank you. Thank so you. So happy to have you back. It's been a while. Really a great while. to see you. And I'm you. so glad you're here to add your input. You're a top psychotherapist and a brilliant, brilliant woman. And uh, what I was saying is that, you know, life, every it's always changing life. So we all have to face challenges. No one gets out of here alive, so to speak. And <laughs> yes. the thing is, the shows till now have always been on like, you can't sleep, the show's on insomnia or on anxiety or your husband's having an affair or your wife is this or whatever. This is very global for anyone who's listening is because we all have challenges that show up in our life. Would you agree? I think that you're, it's absolutely right. And I think that it is not really the challenge. It is your own feeling of your abilities to handle it. And that's why I call you brilliant. So well said. Can you say more? Well, if you feel like you know how to deal with this, so say that I um, believe that I am Wonder Woman Mm -hmm. and um, two thugs come up to me, I'm going to think, you know what? These poor thugs. These poor thugs. Well, you you are a black belt in jiu-jitsu. I do feel sorry for the thugs. I I do have to say that. She is a black belt. Right. But that's because of my perception to that. So I'm not going to have a huge anxiety response. I'm going to feel really calm going to that and I will take care of things. Now, if I think of myself and I think I am meek and weak and I'm not going to be able to handle this and I am going to suffer and it's going to be horrible, already my outlook going in, because of my perception of my own ability to cope, is very low. I'm going to have a huge anxiety response to that. Anticipatory. Exactly. Uh Uh-huh. And because of that, I'm not going to handle it as well as I could have if not. And it may not even be... Accurate. I might actually be great at dealing with these thugs or whatever issue it is in front of me. I think you might be talking about resiliency. I think that we are, what? Sandra. How brilliant that was of you. No, I, are you, you. Come on, it was you, all you. Um, so you're talking about that the muscle that I was talking about, about coping with life's challenges, 
you just brought it home to the word resiliency. Because what you were talking about is that a belief, which I'm going to add is strategy number three. Strategy number three is a belief that I can cope with almost anything. Right. That's what you're talking about. Right. I'll deal with this. I will deal with this. I will be able to make it through. I've made it through worse. I've made it through worse. It's one of these things that, like, even if you say, you know what, I don't know what's going to happen. When you say to yourself, you know what, but I will learn from it. It is all about, like, if you say the word, this is going to be a huge struggle or this is going to be a huge challenge, they give a different effect to our oh, minds. I like that. Say that again. If you say that this is going to be a huge, you know, suffering or this is going to be a huge challenge or this is a huge difficulty, all of those things are going to be completely different with the way that your body is going to deal with it. I you like say that. This is a challenge. You feel tough. Look at me going into this challenge. Look at how brave and courageous I am. If you say I'm going to suffer, this is going to be difficult. Now I'm the victim in this story. Oh, I like that. And you don't do well. Victimhood does not do well because we're now, we've just downed ourselves. You have just spoken about yourself and said, I'm not that tough and strong when you probably are. So this would fit with, I gave some examples at the beginning of things that can happen when the shoe drops. This would fit, for example, with a doctor's diagnosis. Instead of I'm going to suffer... I look at how strong I am and I'm going to be able to deal with this. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But, you know, who is this person? Because most people would go into, I'm going to suffer, I'm going to die, this is going to be awful. So what determines, if for people listening going, well, no, I could never handle that. Because that's what people say. I can never handle a bad diagnosis. I can never handle losing my job. I can never handle my husband walking out. Who is the person that says, you know what, I wouldn't like it, but... It's a challenge and I deal with it. So you're that person because you're saying that you would say to yourself, okay, this is a challenge. Let's go for it. But what makes this person be that way for people listening saying, I can't do it because I know people say I can't do it. And I always say to them, you could do it. You just don't know you could do it yet because nobody wants to do it. No, no one's looking in for difficulty. We don't aim for that. No. Um, But it's, it's just honesty. Like you could. You wouldn't want to. It would be painful. But... You probably could. That's the thing. You have to say to yourself, have I dealt with worse? Have I dealt with a similar situation to this? Is this going to break me? Am I not going to be able to cope with this? Odds are, if you're being honest, you could. Not only you could, but you might thrive through it. Thrive. This might actually make you learn something. Even through difficulty, we often learn. We learn much more through adversity than we ever do when things go well. All of my, the truth. Yeah. All of my, uh, my biggest you know, life changes have been through like humiliation and <laughs> embarrassment and struggle and failure and oh. I don't like them. Oh, okay. So I want you, everybody listening and you to Georgia Dell on the commercial break to be thinking, you can call in if you want to at one 472 And we're going to reveal Georgia and I an adversity in our life <laughs> that changed our life for the better. Now I want you to know that if you, George is 100% right, if you think about it, your adversities have made you who you are. As a matter of fact, I challenge you, Georgia Dow, and everyone else listening, I do, I challenge you, that if you could do your life over again without that adversity, I have a feeling you'd keep the adversity. I'm willing to bet many of you would, and many of you might be going, no, 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 I didn't like that, it was horrible, but hold on. What Georgia said, so true, you learned from it. You grew into a different person. I'll start the ball rolling when we come back from the break, and I will tell you about something that happened to me when I was 10 years old, radically changed my life. Ooh. Absolutely, and made me who I am. 
So Georgia's intrigued. I'm intrigued. She's intrigued. I think you know. But anyways, oh. we'll be right back. Georgia <laughs> will share hers too. We'll be right back with Straight Talk. Take the time on the commercial to think about adversities in your life that made your life better. We'll be right back with Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Spa Munari is a full-service wellness day spa located at the heart of West Island, Quebec. Submerge yourself in beauty with one of our many treatments, specially catered to your needs. We offer facials, manicures, pedicures, hair removal, massages, body treatments, and so much more. Enjoy our ultimate relaxation experience with our spa packages. We offer a men's menu as well. Call us today to book your next appointment at 514-695-504. Or visit us on the web at spamunari.com. That's 514-695-5040 or spamunari.com. Join the therapist who is affectionately known as the couple whisperer, Sandra Reich, on her famous couple retreats and change your life forever. Sandra offers couple retreats in beautiful locations several times a year that can radically change your love life. Couples describe her retreats as life-changing. Regain that loving feeling. Bring your intimacy to a new level and rediscover excitement and joy. Find out more at helpforanxietydepression.com or call 514-796-4357. We all want love and safety. Now you can have it. Call 514-796-4357 or helpforanxietydepression.com. Change your life forever with the latest cutting-edge products for home study treatment for anxiety, featuring the clinical director of the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression and host of Straight Talk, Sandra Reich. Sandra is joined by top therapist Georgia Dow in this revolutionary anxiety videos therapy series. Thousands of people have benefited from this scientifically proven treatment approach. Isn't it time you chose yourself? Visit anxiety-videos.com right now. That's anxiety-videos.com and change your life forever. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. To connect with the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Now, back to Straight Talk. Here's Sandra Reich. So we're back on Straight Talk, such an important topic, talking about strategies to face life's challenges. And we're definitely going to keep it strategy-based because its I don't like when it gets too theoretical because otherwise you don't have a takeaway. So I asked you to get a pen and piece of paper. I'm going to share with you one of my adversities that changed my life. Georgia will do the same, but not before I send a big thank you to our sponsor, Spa Maneri. Now, if you are in Montreal and you're listening to this, I just want to say, and this is really really the truth. Spa Maneri is not only a beautiful and incredible spa, but it's run by a woman who is so into empowerment and so into living your best life. Talk about resiliency. She uh, talks, she's been on the show time as she's a breast cancer survivor. She's talked on the show about being a survivor of sexual molestation. I mean, we can really tie her into it. So um, she, 
she brings all that to her spa, that warmth and love and resilience. So if you are in Montreal, if you call them at 695, sorry, area code 514-695-5040, and you mention that you heard about them on Straight Talk with Sandra Rishi, you get 15% off any treatment, massage, facial, anything. I mean, come on. That's a big part of coping with life's challenges, too. I had a massage today. Did you? I look, did. Look at you being I, so good with your I, and, I, and I just injured my rib. I think you know that. Yes. And so I haven't been having my massages. I shouldn't have tripped you. No, you really should, Seb. You're, you're getting a bit out of control, Georgia well, Dow. You may not be That's back true. on the radio. Anyways, um, we're joking. We like to banter a little bit. I apologize. We forget we're on the radio, apparently. No, but massage is a good thing to mention. It's a good segue. Is I, That wasn't supposed to be the strategy just yet, but I'm going to go with it. Self-care. Isn't that part of building resiliency? Self-care. I face an adversity. I need my massage. I need time for myself. What do you think? You need, and and you need to listen to where are you at right now? Do I need, I think that a lot of people are so far on their, um, down on their importance list that they don't even know that they need a massage or a time out or to say no to a project or be able to set boundaries. They're not even aware of that. So self-care is all about listening to yourself and then doing what your body and mind is saying you need. Fantastically said. Self-care is, we're going to call self-care strategy number five. And being, having, we can tie to strategy number two, because if you do self-care regularly, I'm less reactive. If I'm, if my cup is full, Mm -hmm. I'm less reactive. When my cup is empty, I'm a bit more reactive. Would you say when you're tired, when you're not sleeping? The more, the more you have in your cup, the more you have to give without feeling empty. It's really straightforward. If you're playing poker and you have a lot of poker chips, each hand costs less to you. But you're not going to go all in if you only you don't have any chips to be able to play. And that's what happens to a lot of people is that they're not taking good enough care about themselves. Who would have thought our sponsor, Spamineri, got us onto self-care? Definitely a good time to consider booking that massage. Maybe, you know, go for a massage, go for a facial. It's always important. Always nice. Okay, so I promised I would talk about an adversity that changed my life. So when I was um, in grade five, um, the teachers, I was a smart little kid, and the teachers came to my parents and said, we'd like to skip a grade for your daughter, and you have the choice of sending her to French immersion or to high school. Now, my birthday is also in September, which made me a young child for my grade to begin with. So my parents decided not to go with the French immersion. Um, That really hurt me later in life and put me in high school. And I went into high school at the ripe age of 10. Now, I I don't know where you're listening to the show, but 10 years old is very young to be in high school. And I had European parents that protected me so much that I really do have to put this out, that when I saw girls smoking, I thought they were hookers because I had only seen hookers in movies smoke. Okay, I know you're all laughing, but that is the truth, says the ex-bartender. So a 10-year-old in high school, that overprotected, my parents still dressed me, what do you suppose happened? I bet you guessed it. Every day I was beat up. Every day. Every day I could not walk down the street without a gang of a gang of girls coming up to me. I remember one particular incident where they took gum and wrapped my hair around it. Horrible, okay? And I lived in fear. Now, my parents, because they were immigrants to this country, um, felt very uncomfortable to report the girls, and so I kept getting beat up. So this was a horrible time in my life, absolutely horrible. I'm sure you can imagine George is looking very sympathetic. You can't see that through the radio. You can imagine that was horrible. Yeah. I lived in fear, like almost like an anxious fear to walk out of my house. Of course. Of course. Now, Looking at my life now as a therapist 
And as I evolved and wanted to get stronger and to never be in a situation like that again, it radically changed everything about me. Number one, I really don't like bullying. That's obvious. And so I run a clinic. I get to spread that message. Number two, I went and became a bartender. Now, that's a bit of a strange thing to do from a girl who was so overprotected, but I knew I had to toughen up. So I worked in many tough bars and I learned to defend myself. So we have some similarities there. And that was very important to me to be able to empower myself and then thereby empower my children. I'm not sure I would have gotten that desire, that motivation, she's nodding, uh, without the adversity. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe I would have just been a little bit of a wimpy kid and went that way. But a fire was born in me that nobody is ever going to touch me like that again. Georgia, your thoughts on that? Oh, I think that it's uh, it's it's such a telling tale that, um, you know, you learned from what happened to you. And that made you not only decide to change yourself, but to also help other people change their lives as well. Yeah. And you know me. So you can probably see how this has played into who I am. Yeah. She's laughing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, a big, sure. it's a big factor. Now, for sure. I don't know if this is the incident you're going to give, but I know you were beat up too. It was my incident. I okay. feel a little bad because it's very similar in that. And I, I have all kinds of, I have almost too many traumas and embarrassing <laughs> stories to tell. And that's why I think I have no social anxiety because I've already done every single exposure to myself <laughs> ever possible. I have done it and lived through it at some okay. point in time. But I, I also was, um, I was um, very young for my grade. And uh, so I was one of the youngest people in my class. And I also, my parents like loved and cared for me, but they didn't really help me. Like I was the youngest in my, my household by many years, 15 years. And so my parents didn't like, they did a lot of loving me and that's great. And I felt very secure and happy and everything else, but they didn't do a lot of schoolwork with me. And so I went in to um, school learning in a French school and I had absolutely no clue about anything and so and I was also I think I was like a late bloomer (laughs) developmentally Um, and so I was um, spanked by a teacher in front of everyone else in the class I remember being sent to the kindergarten I remember um, wearing a dunce cap and being put in the corner I know how old are you I know I know it was a very old antiquated French school and they they I don't I have no clue but okay <laughs> so what, yeah. what was the teaching from us what how did this and, and I was also really bad at everything like I remember being like the last one picked That's every so time I was the last one picked for every sport every group every like I I was tormented that we were going to do the you know who's going to pick yeah. who for what team oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so that's why you know I had to become Canadian champion was to prove to myself that that wasn't who I was yeah and I think that that's also where I learned my empathy because I've been through so much like horrible embarrassing situations that I never wanted someone else to feel so that small um, and so it gave me empathy and it also I had to teach myself that I was different than what everyone thought that I was. And so I think a lot of my drive comes from the pain that I felt and a lot of my empathy goes from the pain that I felt because I was that awkward, um, you know, buck-toothed, um, you know, fanged child uh, with her hair everywhere that really was not, you know, knowing what other kids knew at that time and was a little bit oblivious to the world. And because of that, like it was, it was pretty traumatic, but I would, I change it. I don't think that I would be as successful if I didn't have that. I don't think that I would have the care. I think that I could have went, if I was the popular kid, I think that I could have ended up becoming 
um, really just into me and like, you know, the world is easy because the world is easy for me. So the world must be easy for everyone else and not have the same thought and care that I have for other people. uh, And so I think that in some ways it wasn't a great gift, but I think that it was truly a gift for um, me and especially for me as a therapist because I see some other child that's going through that. I'm like, I'm going to make sure I help you. And it's interesting because, uh, you know, you and I, when we met, you know, we, one of our connections was we are very powerhouse kind of women, like we go for it and we're really, and we had such an incredible connection when we met, but yeah, the history is very similar. I guess we had something to prove and I guess we turned, which is strategy number six, uh, if I'm counting right, five or six, turned our lemons into lemonade, which is another saying I love. We turned our lemons into lemonade. She became the Canadian Jiu-Jitsu champion and that fear of being beating up also made me want to be the best at the things I did and to be able to be strong and empowered and learn what are boundaries, what are consequences, what is, is it okay if someone puts gum in your hair? Heck no, it's mm-hmm. not okay. Okay, because the worst part about that story is I just stood there. That's oh. the worst part of the story. I did not know how to defend myself. And um, yeah, so yeah. yeah, and it's, it's it, it, some people listening know us, but some people listening don't. And uh, I don't think many people would describe me and you as wimpy. No, I'm thinking no, I don't other think things, so. but maybe not that. <laughs> Perhaps other so, things. So, you know, that brings up, turning lemons into lemonade brings up, you know, like, um, I think that you're right, that it helped us with empathy and to become therapists. And I think we love what we do. And there's a lot of meaning in it. Um, sometimes a client comes in the office and they have faced an adversity that is so horrendous that it's, it's, it's very, very difficult to... Um, use the same kinds of uh, coping strategies. For example, if there was a death of a child, then you would give someone if there was a death of a a parent. And um, this leads me to strategy number seven, which would be um, take the pain in your life and find meaning in it. Now, so I am thinking of a client who lost their child and because that was difficult because you can't say the same things. So how can you find meaning in losing a child? That's really tough. Um, Well, we arrived at the fact that perhaps she would lead up support groups for other people in that situation. Can you find meaning in your tragedy? We've seen this throughout history. We've seen people like, you know, Helen Keller, um, and Frank, there's lots of people who have taken their adversities and found meaning in it and done something really amazing to the world. I, I can't think of the um, the guy also with cerebral palsy, a very famous. Yes, who is yes, that? I'm, um, I'm bad with names. Steve, so Stephen Hawkins. Yes. Incredible. Incredible. Uh, so what do you think of that strategy and how do people do that instead of going into, you mentioned victimhood. So find meaning in your pain as opposed to going into why me, this is horrible. Why, why yeah. me, by the way, the answer to why me is why not you? I hate yeah. to say it, but that's the answer. Well, it, there's a randomness to life to that. Yeah. I, I think that um, a lot of, you know, feel your pain, deal with it, but don't stay in it because um, it becomes this pit where you could just stay there. And you want to be able to say, you know, what is the lesson from this? Yeah. What can I do with this? How can I make this better? And, um, you know, we, you know, you there's a, a line that I love. And I'm sorry, it's a cheesy movie line, but I actually really love it. And it's uh, why do we fall down? And that's so we can learn to get back up. Yeah. 
Oh, it's a good one. I like the line. I like it too. It's from Batman, but yeah, it's but it still works. A good line. It works. It works. It <laughs> yeah. works. I thought you were gonna do the if you build it, they will come. <laughs> I was like, oh no, 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 we can't do that one. We should do a show on movie lines. On movie lines, because there are some good ones. Great. I do think movie directors sometimes are a bit of psychologists. There's yeah. always a little message. A good, good movies have some very message. good and psychology. Batman movies definitely have yes, psychology in them. Okay, do. we divert. So, um, yeah, finding meaning in your pain, and then we talked about on the break that we wanted to bring up, and I. I really feel this is strong. As a matter of fact, I just gave this strategy to a friend of mine who was going through some difficult times in her relationship um, to start a gratitude journal. But mm. what I asked her to do, that was the, my twist on it, is to write, when, she, when you're most furious with your partner, start a gratitude journal about everything you're grateful about them. When life throws you lemons, start a gratitude journal about even the lemons. It's amazing what happens. Now, you're big on, you. I know you agree strongly on this. Why are gratitude journals so powerful? Like, is it just woo-woo? No, no. And I think that a lot of people find them hokey and, yeah. and this is kind of like, like, love me, like, yeah. you know. But the nice part is that whatever you do in your, any at any moment, you get better at it. And so being positive, life is better. If you have to choose between being positive and being negative, be positive. The rose-colored glasses are better. But this is really about being gratitude, having gratitude for what is. So this is not rose-colored glasses. This is just looking at the good part in life. You can focus on the negative, and you probably have know someone that focuses strongly on a negative, and they can get stuck there, and they will not even see the positive if it is right there in front of them. So I love doing um, gratitude journals. I love yeah. doing positive journals where you're now writing about yourself and things that you're proud of that you did during That's the day. Mm-hmm. And it starts to you to be able to look at those around you and see the good even in the bad. Mm-hmm. And you look at the rain and you say, well, at least I don't have to water my flowers today. Or maybe I'll jump in some puddles. It is really by the way that you twist things that you can help make the world a little bit brighter for you. And perhaps some people will say, well, you know what, that's not being accurate. And I would just say to that, being negative is not accurate either. And it makes you feel sad grumpy and depressed Mm. so out of both choose the light look at the things that are in your life that you should be thankful and happy for and if you do that for three weeks every day like five to ten minutes a day i can promise you you're gonna feel better after that week three well i'm glad you said that because i was just about to say that one of the reasons people stop doing gratitude journals is they think it's going to be like taking a pill they're going to write down three things they're grateful for and they're going to feel immediately better and that doesn't work like that so i'm glad you put the three weeks on there i particularly like writing about again if i was feeling a lot of negativity towards you and i had to write a great gratitude journal about you it forces my brain to dig and find something and the thing that gets people stuck also is they're like how can i be grateful i just found out that uh, like i have multiple squirrels or how was there to be grateful for? Well, you know what? The fact that you're breathing could be what you write down in your gratitude journal. It's something. Some days, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I really think we have to be honest here on the radio. There are days where I write, I'm grateful for this stupid television show that I'm watching because I really like it and I'm in my cozy bed. It does not have to be deep. But I think you're training your brain uh, to develop muscles and I do do a gratitude journal I don't know if you do I do one every single night I try really hard not to forget and it's also really fun to look back on my life looks like really quite good when I look at it because obviously now that's not to say that you don't deal with repressed emotions or negative emotions we're mm-hmm. not saying that there's I don't keep a journal about negativity but if I need to feel something gratitude doesn't mean I'm not allowed to feel it right right exactly it's just where do you sp- decide to spend your energy and focus 
focus. Um, I try to go through the day also and try to be positive inside of my head. I, I try to listen to the voice that I say. And if you can really be honest and be like, you know what, I'm kind of, I'm not perfect and there's things I have to change, but I'm really happy about me or I'm happy about being here and spending this time here on this radio oh, show I, with Sandra. I like and I can that. say, you know what, I'm really happy to be right where I am right now and oh, I don't have to be anywhere strategy. else. And you just feel that peace and that feeling of being in the moment. How do you do that? I like this. I, I just go through the day and then I always try to say every time I'm somewhere, I take a moment because I try to work on, on really being Strategy mindful. number eight. Um, of being exactly where you should be and saying, you know what? I'm really lucky to be here. I'm really lucky to have good people around me and and really enjoy whatever I am doing right now because that's a blessing to it. And even if you're going through times and troubles, like when my, my father was dying, but I'm happy I was there. Like, it was horrible, but I was happy I was there. And so if you can say every moment you're just happy to be where you are and you just try to be there, your anxiety goes down. And you will, if you, when you get good at it, and it does take time because you're, you're working on, on neurotransmitters and synapses and you're just really growing a neural net that will be stronger towards positivity – you can actually feel the dopamine firing and that that's that feeling of being like, that's good. Awesome. Beautifully said. Well, we're going to take a short break, but that was strategy number eight, mindfulness, which is strongly linked with happiness. So we're going to come back and we're going to talk a bit more about mindfulness on Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Change your life forever with the latest cutting-edge products for home study treatment for anxiety. Featuring the clinical director of the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression and host of Straight Talk, Sandra Reich. Sandra is joined by top therapist Georgia Dow in this revolutionary anxiety videos therapy series. Thousands of people have benefited from this scientifically proven treatment approach. Isn't it time you chose yourself? Visit anxiety-videos.com right now. That's anxiety-videos.com and change your life forever. Spa Munari is a full-service wellness day spa located at the heart of West Island, Quebec. Submerge yourself in beauty with one of our many treatments, specially catered to your needs. We offer facials, manicures, pedicures, hair removal, massages, body treatments, and so much more. Enjoy our ultimate relaxation experience with our spa packages. We offer a men's menu as well. Call us today to book your next appointment at 514-695-504. Or visit us on the web at spamunari.com. That's 514-695-5040 or spamunari.com. Join the therapist who is affectionately known as the couple whisperer, Sandra Reich, on her famous couple retreats and change your life forever. Sandra offers couple retreats in beautiful locations several times a year that can radically change your love life. Couples describe her retreats as life-changing. Regain that loving feeling. Bring your intimacy to a new level and rediscover excitement and joy. Find out more at helpforanxietydepression.com or call 514-796-4357. We all want love and safety. Now you can have it. Call 514-796-4357 or helpforanxietydepression.com. Your life, your health, your network. This is Voice America Health & Wellness. 
You are listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. To connect with the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Now, back to Straight Talk. Here's Sandra Reich. We are back with Straight Talk with Sandra Reach, a show um, today about facing life's challenges. And uh, I know during the break you wanted to bring up something about, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that um, you have um, a really wonderful skill. Um, and, and it's one of the things that I think is really rare today is that you always see um, the good in people and you are able to express that to others. And I think that we go through the world kind of blinded to what other people are going through. And you always make people, like you show the light and the good in everyone. And you're able to express that to everyone else so beautifully. It's something that lightens, I think, other days, but it's it's just something that you do so well. You speak so like flowery about me. I, it makes me a little bit embarrassed because I don't think that it's really warranted. But oh, it's God. a it's eye rolling on this end. No, it's a it's a beautiful and rare trait that when you feel something, you actually share it, and you make other people feel so good about themselves. How do you do? And when did you start doing that? Like it's just so nice. Well, thank you. That's very nice of you to say, and I'm glad you brought it up. Not because I love the compliment, which I did. Um, I love the compliment that you compliment others. Yes, like, I love the like, compliment yeah. that come. Yeah. But again, I I think you unconsciously also have detected that it also there's a payoff for me because I feel if if other people feel good and I see them feeling good that makes me feel good too so it is another strategy for dealing with life right but so the thing is that I think we've been raised to believe that we're in a rat race and we're competing Mm -hmm. against each other and I think Lily Tomlin said it best when she said even if you win the rat race you're still a rat yeah it's a great saying I love that it's one of the things that I love the most about you is when you said that, you know, instead of feeling jealous, you want to learn from other yeah, people that do things better kid in the class. And, and be a part of that and deal with that. And I think that that's, that it's just so few people do that, especially for women. There's a lot of like cutthroat kind yeah. of things that happen behind there. And I, I was so impressed with that statement to be able to say that you're, you're proud of when other people do it and you want them to teach you too. Yeah. That's, yeah. So wonderful. And I, that must have changed your entire life to be able to enjoy when other people do things oh well yeah. instead of hope for ill upon them. What do you say about that when you hope for ill things on them? What's that? That's the drink that... Oh, it's the... Maya Angelou says that it's like um, hoping you're giving poison to someone else but drinking it yourself. Love that. Disastrous. Okay. The thing is that people... You're not competing against other people. You're competing against yourself. So other people could be your teachers. So if we bring it back to adversity, if I meet other people who have overcome adversity, they can be amazing teachers for me. And I have such admiration for them. So I enjoy uh, showing people how good they are at things. But that must take so much strength. I think that a lot of people have a, a difficulty with giving compliments or care to others because then they think that that makes themselves not that good. I, but that's where I find it so odd because it doesn't have anything to do with you. It has, it's just, and it's so, it's, it's so rewarding because uh, people like it, of course. And 
Um, I don't. I think that the number one thing all humans crave is validation. I think we all want to be seen mm-hmm. and recognized for our unique qualities. And I think we're not generous. And I think generosity is always a good quality. You Ooh. can't go wrong with generosity in any way. Money, uh, compliments, you cannot go wrong. Now, I'll go one step further. We talked about a gratitude journal is that I recently read that it's a good idea to even consider writing a journal. And I was telling you this on the break of three things you did in a day to make someone else feel really good. I like that. And that Bring is, and you can feel so proud of yourself if, you know, so the other night I read, read that and I was like, I want to write a note to someone who works for me, who works very hard to tell her how much I appreciate it, which I may not have done. Now, you tell me, did I not get something out of that too? I made someone else feel good, but did I not feel good too? You did. I think that, that you know, you have a, a wonderful way of of always also seeing the the positive in people. You see other people with such a beautiful light that then I'm sure that that makes other people just like you even more. So it's like almost like it's like just this self-feeding. Other people feel better and and then they, but you also can see it. How are you able to look at other people and be able to find that? What if they can't? What if their world is so dark? Can you Ah. give them some ideas to, how do you get past it? Because it's such a cost at first and they may be worried and maybe someone's not going to like the compliment or, well, first of all, as I said, I think people want to be seen. So I, I don't think you can go wrong. But I think it has to be genuine. And mm. I think I'm glad you brought that up because even as therapists, I always tell the therapists when they join the team, do not give your clients a compliment. That's not true. So my clients, and I, you know who you are, you're listening, will often say, oh, you just say that because you're my client. I will not say that your hair looks good if your hair doesn't look good. I'll find something else. Okay, I will give you a compliment, but I won't say you're doing well in therapy if you're not doing well in therapy. So number one is the compliment has to be genuine because people sense the truth. And number two, I think you have to genuinely like people and look at them. But the thing is, when you like people, that means you like yourself because you're people. Deep. Yeah. Deep. Right. So, so you, you can't give to others what, what you, you haven't first given to yourself. That's right. Which is your strategy. You're giving me all these compliments, but that's your strategy to notice things about yourself, too, that you did good today. You know, that you 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 contributed in some way. And that's strategy number nine, by the way, if we're counting properly, who knows if we are, is are you contributing in some way to the world, to the planet, to the people, to the clients, to whatever that will help also in difficult situations. Why depressed people get more and more depressed is their worlds get smaller and smaller and they start to focus. I've heard depressed people go, I walked into the kitchen and my mood changed. And as a therapist, I definitely wanted to be a directive therapist to tell them, okay, so get out of the kitchen and maybe go to the soup kitchen. You know, get out of yourself because it's very depressing to become too self-involved. Do you agree? Yes, and I think that places have emotion and give you feelings. So if you've gone, if you're sitting and you're being sad and upset in a room, you go into that room and you will naturally feel a little bit more sad and upset because we we were made as a, a way of, of, you know, understanding survival is that if we get bitten by a rattlesnake in this place, the next time we head to that place, we're a little bit weary of Cautious, yeah. I might go back to that. So even just changing your environment can change the way that you feel because it's somewhere new and that's hope. So you don't want to get stuck in one thing or even doing one activity because we're highly associative. Mm-hmm. So if you're always sad and you do this thing, when you do that thing again, it'll probably bring back that feeling of, ooh, sad. So you want to kind of change things for yourself as well so that 
you get something new, you do get something outside new. of yourself and learn from someone, which is, you know, like you giving the strategy on the show today about that when you go places, and we said we'd come back to mindfulness, when you go somewhere, you take a minute to go, I'm really glad this is where I want to be. I think like I just learned something amazing from you that I will immediately apply to my life. Okay, like tonight we have we have plans later. I will be walking into that. The MCAD every now and then gets together. That's our center. And we get together and have some fun, let off steam. I'll be walking in there and taking a moment. And maybe we can ask our listeners to do that, to ask yourself, are you grateful to for where you are right at this minute, Georgia's strategy? Because I know I am. This show has been a source of great happiness. And we've had some really good times doing the show together. And I don't know if I always would take the moment. So that was an amazing strategy that's why I like people because people you meet lots of people and you can learn from each person that was your strategy which I'm going to borrow thank you please <laughs> that's, that's why we do it because you know it, I, you know the other thing would be I guess like which you're really good at which is being open to change right you are open you are very open to change to trying something new to being outside your comfort zone, right? It's one of your mottos to be able to do something outside of yourself, to risk it, to not stay in the same and narrow. It's one of these things of personal growth to always, you know, evolve, to try to do better. And maybe it'll work, maybe it won't work, but to test that out. And I love that you're able to do that because I think that that's such a strength that you're able to evolve and try things. Thank you, Georgia Dow. Now, let me ask you, do you think that these ways of being, getting out of yourself and learn from others, do you think they help cope with life's challenges? And if you say yes, how? Let's draw the line because it's really nice that you see these qualities in me and it's really nice that people can develop this. But I know someone's listening going, okay, well, if I'm nicer to people or if I notice things about them, how does that help me if I lose my job tomorrow? Well, one is... You know, when you feel good and you are proud of yourself, you are chemically creating a feeling of dopamine being released, which will make you feel more motivated. Bad things happen. They, they happen to all of us. And it's not about what bad thing happens. It's how did I cope with it? You know, that's how you how, started. How did you deal with yeah, the situation? Yeah, Very good. What, and that means who I am as a person. Am I... Would I be, I, I often, and, and this might be a little bit ridiculous to people, but I often think if my life, and I'll go through things, I'll be like, if my life was a movie or this was being recorded, what would I want it to be recorded as? When I think about what do I want to do going forward is if this was a movie and people were watching and recording it, what would I want my next action to be? Because this, our lives are like books that haven't been written going forward and you get to write it. So you have a lot of control over that. And so I would want to be classy and I would want to be calm and I would want to be helpful and I would want to be that person when someone was being pestered that instead of saying I'm not going to go there because I don't want to be the one standing up, that I would. You want to be true to yourself and be honest with who you are as a person. And for me, that kind of helps me feel like even if it's trials and tribulations and horrible, but I'd be like, but I did well how I handled it even if it was horrible and I survived. Well, you know, I'm going to give an example of that before we close for today, um, where I thought you it was out of a movie. So a few years ago, Georgia took me out uh, for a birthday, and uh, we put our bags in the back of your car, and we came back, and the car was smashed, and the bags were gone. It was my car. Yes, it was your car. <laughs> yeah. Did I say my car? No, no, oh. no. I was just saying that, you know, we put the bags in. Yeah, yeah, I remember. <laughs> and... Um, 
I remember like really feeling very fairly upset. I mean, it, it was a robbery. Someone stole from us and your car was smashed and uh, it wasn't a good thing. And I remember that's when I was really convinced on the Georgia Dowisms uh, that she's really real because it was like a movie because your reaction was completely non-reactive and you were like, well, I guess this person needed it more than we do or, or they must really be in desperate times to have to do this and I'll just get the car fixed. And I remember thinking, it's not possible. I was going to say in French, it's not possible that she's not reacting. I mean, it's a pain to get the car fixed. It's not possible that she's not angry at someone for robbing her. And you really weren't. And that was out of a movie. You were like, well, I don't know. Maybe if I couldn't feed my children, I would do it. Maybe I would. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really good way to end the show. I mean, that was a life challenge. Sorry, you wanted to say something? Yeah, well, you know, either way, the car was smashed. Now, if I could make it worse, and it was like we went out for your birthday, and I could make your birthday horrible by having a fit to it, or, like, either way, it's not going to fix what had happened, right? So now... We, I remember us walking down the road, and there was a guy with a guitar singing um, some song. Let it be or something, something like that. <laughs> In my mind now, that's what it is. And we went down, and we sang together, walked down the road, yeah. and then drove home with um, the car, glass everywhere, cold. And I think, you know what, Georgia? I think that that brings us to the last strategy, maybe strategy number nine, which is one day this will be a funny story. Right. Which is a strategy I use in terrible (laughs) situations. I know this will be a funny story one day. And you know what? Your car story is a funny story. I do. I forgot about the singing. I think that one, I think that as well. I think this will at least make a good story. I love that. I love love that too. (laughs) Georgia, I cannot thank you enough. For coming by with your strategies i i mean you know it's almost like i forgot it was a radio show and i've learned so much from you i've learned and so much too. i love it i love our discussions and i love doing this show because it comes about how to live your best life and i think we have to remember to be mindful and to do our gratitude and to sing let it be if somebody <laughs> breaks your car whatever it may be find the humor in it i think that's so important so thank you thank you sandra um, I'd like to thank again Spominary for helping make this show possible. And of course, I'd like to thank everybody for listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reach. And I'd like to invite you to all come back next week. Uh, as I always say, if you're interested in more information about our retreat therapy or anything that was mentioned, um, check out helpforanxietydepression.com. Um, also on the straighttalksandareach.com site, if you punch in slash sorry, straighttalksandareach.com forward slash radio gifts. You can get all sorts of free things from Georgia, from me, from other guests. I recommend you try that out. It's 100% free. Uh, Check out also the Facebook page, Straight Talk with Sandra Reach, and don't be shy to leave a comment and like us while you're there. Remember, you can hear this in any prior show as a podcast on my website, straighttalksandareach.com, on the podcast app of your iPhone and our iTunes under Straight Talk with Sandra Reach. Uh, feel free to drop me a line, a question, or a comment at info at helpforanxietydepression.com. If you are a professional and you're looking for keynote speakers on this topic or any others, remember that I'm your source for evidence-based practice and education. My name is Sandra Reish, and I promise I'll help you learn to live your best life and again. And you are one of the best speakers. I'll just say it. Have her have her come in. She is exciting and fun and absolutely amazing. You're very just nice. saying. You are amazing. Hire her. You're, you're very cute. <laughs> Sorry. I, I promise I'll help you learn to live your best life again next Thursday. Same time, same channel. Thank you, Georgia. In the meanwhile, keep your eyes on the stars. This is Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. Thank you. 
Thank you for listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. We hope you've enjoyed today's show and we'll tune in again next Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Now, go live your best life.